This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know. A dirty little secret about a secret little show. Sarah and Vinny Secret Show for Tuesday, October 5th. Hello and welcome. It's 2021, you guys. This what does that when, mean? I don't know. I just forgot to say it with the date, so <laughs> thought I'd remind you. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to start with uh, a text I got uh, from someone named Savvy. And I assume that's how you say their name, S A V Y. Oh, Savvy. Savvy. Why? Why are you all? Uh, uh, I just touched voice I touched of God. Must have been from the Odyssey. Odyssey. Welcome to Odyssey. Odyssey. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Secret Show today. Um, I have a text number that I'll send you alerts, like remind you that we're going live at ten o'clock, or you know we're streaming it live. I should say because we don't do it live. Um, but it's a. 415-358-1965 and it's I promise I'm not hitting you with anything it's just a way I can tell you this stuff so this lady savvy she writes to me on there and uh, and I get a lot of stuff from people and it's I can't find it again like someone said you should screenshot it and you're right except that I just don't think to do that and now I've navigated away from it and it's not there anymore so I said please I'm with you by the way yeah, I, I just... I, I love the useful suggestions. People who are super tech savvy often yep. will go, oh, here's all you do. But it's these systems, of these uh, old dog, new tricks, whatever, whatever term you want to use. It's like, yep. I... I just can't seem to get my shit together to, <laughs> to do that. I, like, it's a great idea. Right. So instead, I tell people, look, this is a great story. And it's been broken up into 15 pieces on the text machine that I'm looking at. And if you could please put it all in one and send it to Bryn at RadioAlice.com. Like really, anything you want to say about The Secret Show, we want to hear it. I totally appreciate your texts, um, but I'm, I'm going to lose it. So Savvy followed my directions and she texted, she emailed Bryn, Bryn at RadioAlice.com. She says, Hi Bryn. I texted Sarah a response to one of The Secret Shows and she wanted me to send it in. Original texts are below. Feel free to say my name. Also slurps all around. I love this show so much. Thank you. Okay. That's nice, I'm, right? It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that she loves it. It's 2021, guys. I'm Savvy and I wanted to text you because I'm listening to The Secret Show and I heard Nicole talking about her new neighbors. And oh, how God. They... Are they the neighbor? <gasps> oh, shit. Okay. Continue. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, please let it be the neighbor. <laughs> please let it be the neighbor. That's so good the, for our the ratings. The new neighbor that I was talking shit about. Okay, here we Come go. Come on, here we Coco. Go. Let it be. Let beat. it be. 
just let this hang out there for a minute. No, I need to know. Oh, I should awesome. <laughs> You're torturing me. Can you just read the rest? <laughs> yeah, I'll get to it. Oh, God. Okay. I'm savvy. <laughs> and I wanted so. to text you because I'm listening to The Secret Show and heard Nicole talking about her new neighbors and how they bought the house across the street and are splitting it up because their cats don't get along. I am so gutted to hear that. Okay. Okay. Because I put a bid in on that house. <gasps> oh. That place is gorgeous. And my parents live right around the corner from it. It was going to be my first house. <gasps> but of course, things fell through and I didn't get it. But to hear that they are now messing with the gorgeous open layout that place had pisses me off. No end. Savvy kinda... gets it. She gets it. Yeah. So you did you guys go in there when it was an open house? I've been in there before. Um, and? And it's beautiful. The kitchen's beautiful. And um, it just has a different layout. It's a two-story, but not really from what I remember. But I didn't go in when it was an open house because it was by appointment only, uh, I think. Yeah, because COVID. Of COVID, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, my mom kept going in and out because she was taking furniture from them from when they were moving. <laughs> so. so you guys lost good neighbors. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been there since my parents moved up here from L.A., Funny. Yeah. How long have they lived there in Benicia? Uh, twenty-four years. Oh, so you basically your whole life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember living in L.A.? V very vaguely. Like I, little, I get, little three-year-old memories. Yeah, yeah. I know the street and everything, mm. but vaguely. So Savvy goes on. I feel like, kind of like a creeper because the day I went to tour the house, I saw Nicole walk out to her car oh, and was shit. like. <laughs> So this is like right across the street was, from you. I thought I was wearing a bra. <laughs> so she sees you and she says, no way. I know that lady. Of course, I didn't say anything or go out to her, or, but I was totally having a fangirl moment. My dad's lived in Benicia forever. So it's been so cool to hear her talk about First Street and One House Bakery. It is just a very cool connection I have to the show. So it was way cool when I thought that maybe, just maybe... I would be a neighbor of such a cool, hardworking, fabulously funny girl. But also now that I hear there are cruddy neighbors next to the place, maybe I dodged a big bullet. As we talk about cats. <laughs> I know. So there's credit. So this is the place next to the place with the yeah. cruddy neighbors that get the cops called on them all the time? Yeah. Yeah. So she, you did dodge a bullet, but then now you can't be my neighbor. Well, my parents' neighbor because they're awesome. They're a good time. Yeah. So that sucks. So I now wonder, I'm even more pissed off because I could have a cool neighbor. Yeah, you could have a cool neighbor. And yeah. House, not a bunch of construction. Yeah. For the next six months. That pisses me off. Oh. Oh, well. Savvy, savvy. We'll, we'll find you a house. <laughs> well, maybe you should, uh, you know, start playing stink bombs ar around the uh, the place that you don't like the people and she could buy that house. Cheaper. That's a great idea, Sarah. It. Yeah, no, they, it's Coco. a total gutter. It's a total, like, just... <laughs> Knock oh. it out and start from scratch that house. Oh, really? I know what you said is one of those things you say, but um, finding houses is so hard to like you. You'd mm -hmm. be in, a, in for a year's worth of work to help them. Like it's impossible. <laughs> and the people I know in real estate are saying there's no inventory, like none. The minute a house goes up in Benicia, it's the Gone. next. The sign is put in the grass, and then like two days later, it's taken out. Right. So. I can imagine how hard it is. So the thing that's trippy right now is that it's a great time to sell. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to stay in the area, 
it's a really bad time to try and find something new to buy. So you almost need to buy the new thing before First. you sell. It's a trip. Right. It's a bad time to be I have in between. I've noticed, though, in my neighborhood that because a couple places have sold for just astronomical prices. And this, look, I live in a little neighborhood with little ranch houses, one next to the other. Few of them have been redone. Like, they should, I mean... When I first moved here, you could get a house in this neighborhood for like three fifty. Like that's not a fancy neighborhood, and the house next door to me went on the market for one four, and we bid on it, and we lost by four hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Oh. And it went for it went for two one, and oh, it is oh my god! I know, and it's a. Two bedroom, one bath, eleven hundred square foot. It's on a good lot, but it's it's a it's a teardown. Yeah, basically. I mean, you've seen it, Bryn. They're paying for the lot. They're they're buying that lot for two point one. Like it's just it's friggin' untouchable now. And like apparently there were thirty bids on this place or some huge amount, but these people were like. In fact, the day that the bids were being accepted, because we got our shit together, we're like, well, let's try and buy it. It'll be a good, we'll fix it up. We'll sell it. The market's hot, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And we thought we put in a good offer. No. Uh, they, the about 20 minutes after we started going, hey, I wonder when we're going to hear if we got this house or not. Some lady screeches up in a car, yanks the, yanks the sign out of the ground, <laughs> throws it in the back and, and takes off. I'm like, well, I guess we didn't get it, cause that's suspicious. They did a they did like two one all cash three day close. Fuck you. Damn. I know. And and no one's been over there since. Like they're clearly just gonna knock that thing down and yeah. Build well, I know house. that. I know we recently we we've had we've been busy, and but we also were told that the apartment that I've had for many years that has nothing to do we didn't even have kids when i got that thing right oh you i don't even know if you were with uh dusty when you got that thing i might have been dating her but we definitely weren't living together yet mm -hmm. but anyway uh i was told by someone i know in real that, that he's like you know peter cook lighthouse realty.com hello Sh shame shame yeah uh he's realty. like dude we can get that th we can that thing right now let's do this which I was like, uh, but it's so much, it's so much more than that. It's not just like, yes, it'll sell fast. But then what do we flip that money into? We, there's no, there is no real estate available that would be, it's, it's like, now if that's I'm what it on, costs for that place. What are you going to have to take on to? Right. And, and, but more importantly, the amount of time it would take to a be ready with your all your financials in place, but B, go searching every weekend until you find the thing that's going to be the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I just went, I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, if you're looking to get in, live. do it. I, I tell my kid this all the time. Real estate is the single best investment you can make. Because even if the whole world tanks, you still, you've got the house. You're in the house, you know. Right. It's, you've got shelter. At least for the time being, you know, it's just a, and it just doesn't, it never goes anywhere but up. I mean, maybe there's corrections and you live through that. And then mm -hmm. 10 years later, the house is worth more. Right, Bryn? Bryn, your house is, I bet there's some hot action for your house in your neighborhood too. You it's kidding me? Up. Where you live, it's paradise. Everybody <laughs> it's knows paradise. now. It's great out here. 
Yeah, I mean, just like, I mean, most places in the Bay Area are mm-hmm. just getting scooped up as soon as they go in the market. It's just ridiculous. I, I actually love going around. I, I take Cameron around looking at houses. We don't go inside because of the whole COVID yeah. thing, but I drive up to houses, try to peek in. Sometimes I go through the back door and look in the nice, back Nice, I like that. <laughs> so fun. No, you got to go, you gotta go at night, like right when those timers come on, especially for the open house. You know, all those lights are on timers. Oh, you gotta I go, go at the, in the right... afternoon the weekends. I don't Oh, you got to go at the right at time because then the timers on, the, on inside, those lights come on. So you can kind of see in. Then you can peek in. Yeah. yeah. It's good. <laughs> I mean, I have definitely broken into count, <laughs> countless homes in, in, in the course of looking at <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, if something comes up in your neighborhood and stuff, or even like one, you're like, wow, I really like this house. And stuff, you sneak around, you jiggle all the doors. Yeah. Oh, I found an open door. Huh? In we go. <laughs> it's open. Oh, my in God. We go. It's a, I'll do it. Sale. You're not trying to do anything. Yeah, I'm not going to like steal anything. She never like, does that. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I am yeah. a B&E expert. I'm not going to I'm not going to say I have a hairpin on me, but cuz I've done that once. Oh, you hairpinned in? <laughs> hairpin. No, not the hairpin, just walk. Oh, you just, if it's Yeah, you unlocked. try the door. If it's unlocked, uh, you just go in. It's an invitation, right? Yeah, it's empty. I didn't no, break an entry. No. <laughs> Place is empty. <laughs> I didn't force my way in, okay? Right. I just entered. I didn't break and enter. I tried, <laughs> I opened the door and entered. So what? That's right. Probably not the only one. Lots of people do that. Anyway, a bunch of fucking assholes around here. So uh, there you go. Savvy, thank you Thanks, so Savvy. much for your- That's really funny, actually. <laughs> it is really cute. Um, I have a response to the depressed uh, spouse. We talked about this yesterday. Um, hey, yesterday? y'all. Yeah, yes, yesterday. Huh. We okay. right? That was I don't when know. We mm-hmm. Talked about the uh, yeah. the every five years this guy goes through a massive depression. Oh, a funk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. So this is from V, not Hale, just V. Uh-huh. Um, hey y'all, I have no professional training with mental health issues, but I have lots of personal experience with depression in myself and my family. It runs in both my and my husband's families. My son might be screwed. The wife of the depressed spouse has taken on a caretaker role without realizing it. Her husband is ill in his mind. She's left with extra burdens, a partner who can't be a partner, and expectations of both of them that are bound to be disappointed as they navigate his healing. Her feelings of rejection, resentment, and anger are normal, and it will be possible for her... uh, It will be... Oh, sorry. And it will be impossible for her not to take the effects of his illness personally. Their love for each other is what will get her slash them through, but she needs support to manage her natural anger and resentment the same as she would if her husband had cancer or Alzheimer's. This aspect of caregiving for the person who cares for someone with mental illness is often lost and forgotten when the primary focus is on the person who is ill. A more holistic approach that encompasses therapy and compassion for everyone in the family will be much more effective in getting them through this depression. Uh, This time and the next and the one after that and the one after that. Wishing them both the best, V. And I think that she had said there were he was going to go to some therapy and they were going to go to like a couple's thing together and i think we uh suggested that she should also go talk to someone like i i think that's it feels good to just get things off your chest and have someone there who commiserates and helps you and maybe sets a plan for how to deal yeah i mean that's uh you can imagine as you shift from partnership to caregiver and back and forth that that can get, especially as you, maybe there are signs it's coming on right? and you start to see it coming and you just think, uh, how many, how long will this last? What is going to come right up this time? Like that stuff's 
tough. It's, you know, uh, partners of addicts deal with this kind of thing too, where, uh, there's a lot of, of caregiver element to it. If this person has relapsed or whatever, it's unfortunately she's already in love with this person. So it's too late to say, don't marry or fall in love with someone. I mean, it's, I know that sounds terrible, but that's how it's going to go. If you had the choice, maybe right. you would choose not to. Right. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's funny because you bring up addiction too. And I've often thought to myself, like, who the fuck has 30 days to check out of life? And that's what it comes to for some people. Like they're going into rehab again and it's expensive and you're not there. And someone who is now single parenting the kid. I mean, that is, it's a huge burden. Well, um, that to to answer that question, so to speak, you know, who has the time? the 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 uh, the other result of that is they end up out of their life entirely. Right. Like, I mean, that person is is if you landed in rehab, your life is coming undone. Right. That's what that means. And you're these. This is like a last ditch effort to get to stop the bleeding and straighten your course. And it doesn't always take as it did not for me. How many times would you say you went through rehab programs? Oh, I didn't. I only went to rehab once. Oh, the one here. Oh, really? I only went to rehab one time. And it didn't take. And it didn't take. No, I, I would. This is what I will recommend to anybody, even more so than rehab. I would recommend AA. That's what I recommend. I'm not going to say much more than that but that is it's free it's daily it's it works and there's there certainly are stigmas attached to it and not every house or building or room that you go to is as good as the next one so you kind of got to shop around and find a room you feel comfortable in where you can really focus on yourself and get your shit together and and you have a daily support group place you can go because the truth is rehab does take you out of your life and it will get you sobered up because you can't get drugs in there right but, but then it drops right you right to back the life in. you were living so yeah. there's no that's unfortunate reality is you come out and you go i've got 30 days but you don't have any days outside in the real world no no days with the normal stresses of your and in situations right. that your life puts you in. As a lot of, and I know I get it. We're totally tangenting here, but you know I I've seen a lot of people. I I have a couple friends and one very specifically who is just not well, and I I know that I'm a part of the problem for him, and it's and I when he's saying, oh, I want to see you, I'm like, that's not a great idea. I cannot drink this weekend and see you, but I've got to be a trigger for you. Like, we've never been anything but drunk around each other. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you have to, you kind of have to cut all of that out of your life. You can't just be like, well, I'm cured and I'm going to go hang with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the designated driver. Like, that's not going to, that's not going to work. They can't, you can't go to 30 days, be sober and j- drop back into the same situations that got you to that point to begin with you those right. people have to be gone and it's tough if you're married to someone who is an alcoholic or whatever and you're also the you're pro- part of the problem you go have drinks you guys spend time doing it. i mean that's there's a lot 
And there's a lot for this lady who's dealing with the guy who yeah, has I, depression. Right, I mean, that is a situation where she's going to go, I don't want to. Right. I don't want to be a caregiver. I have enough things that I have to do. Like, or, and I shouldn't put that in her head, but I'm saying, or in her mouth for her, but a lot of people would have that reaction to that. I didn't, ma- I wanted to marry a partner. And now I find myself having to care give. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's cool what uh, V, the person, the emailer wrote about uh, kind of shining a light on the the aspect of caregiving for the person who's the caregiver. Right. This person taking care of somebody else. It takes a huge toll on your mental health. Yeah. They even talk about that with like siblings. Like one of them has cancer, which mm. is absolutely fucking tragic. Like childhood cancer. Like name something worse than that. And then, but then there's these other, then now everything is about this kid. And then there's these kids, they have actual programs where siblings of, of kids who are going through this get to go and they're the star of the show that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that they get to yeah. have some attention and some mm-hmm. focus put on them. Yeah. It's wicked hard. I, that, that one bums me out because every, we all know that person or we are that person that just, you, you're in a funk and you just, there's nothing for it. And you just have to say, I, I there's, it's. You know, I mean, I guess unless I know plenty of people who are on a daily drug. Meds, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're better for it. I know some people who are in a good place. And I watched them go up and down for mm. all the time I knew them. And the last few years, pretty steady. Pretty good. Good. Um, but this is a guy who, this happens to every four or five years. So does he just get on drugs when he's feeling this way or is this something that he's got to, it's like a daily medication She's got to go get help. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. We can't yep. help this lady. Yeah. She's got to go get, bring him, go get the help you were planning to go get. Get help for yourself. There's no way to, we could talk this to, right. to mm-hmm. we could do 10 shows on this. This is what she married. She's She's got a deal or divorce him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the fifth show, we'd probably get a therapist on an extra, <laughs> an extra certified person who can give some. You know. you know, I mean, that's just what it comes down to. That's it sucks. You know, you you hope you choose and you choose well. And people who get that that run down the aisle disease, like let's, I'm so in love with you. Do you know him well enough yet? Are you sure? Right. Well, didn't you probably she say don't. she'd been through it once with him, and then right mm-hmm. around the wedding time and. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, good luck to you. And I hope that we pointed you in the right direction, at least, with our terrible advice. Uh, This went completely non sequitur. Um, I don't remember talking about whether or not Scott Capurro took long showers. Emily is saying, Sarah, didn't you mention that Scott Capurro takes long showers? Yeah. I think he said that about himself. uh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have have no idea. I wasn't. He was kidding, though, right? He was just Um, joking because we're in a drought and he doesn't go there and take long showers. The thing about Scott is, yes, I do think, and, you know, comedy is often, there's truth in comedy. That's the reality. Right. And that's why when he jokes about his legacy, you go, oh, he's just joking. But then he has yelled at us, too, like, you guys and all your money and your regular jobs. I'm an artist. I don't have any money. Of course, I have a lot of credit debt. And all of a sudden you go, oh, my fucking This is feeling God, like dude. we've hit a nerve. What the fuck? Like, what are we? So us living our lives somehow means. Anyway, sometimes Scott is just joking. Other times. There is a hard reality underlying that thing. So I don't know what to, to make of his 
20-minute I'm going to say he was joking about the 20-minute showers. The other stuff, not so sure. But the <laughs> the, uh, the showers, he, I mean, he's a, he, I mean, doesn't he care about the environment? Isn't he like some Ayurvedic bullshit thing? <laughs> I mean, that has to be, that has to somehow correlate with caring about the environment and the drought. I don't know. I don't know either. Contradiction <laughs> happening there, so whatever. Uh, no. Emily says after listening to the Secret Show f- episode about how much Scott uh, about how much Edson doesn't return the sexual favors, it makes me wonder if that's the reason he takes such long showers. Mm. What's really going mm. on in there? I'd like what to could think they, what could be going on? Well, when you're 12, you masturbate in the shower because there's a lock on the door. But when you're 30, sorry, 57. How old is he now? He's got it. Uh, well, it might even be 58. He's like four years older than me. I think it's likely you can just masturbate wherever you want. It's your house. <laughs> yeah, Edson might even like that. I think he's. I I think he's just kidding about the long showers, and they seem to have it all worked out. He was telling me that they're getting a little more experiment. Like supposedly Scott's asking for more stuff. Well, you'd hope, but yeah, yeah I guess whatever. I I mean, <laughs> I put my foot down. I'm getting a BJ once a month now. Put my foot down. <laughs> Scott. Scott's playing because that's fun this weekend to to force someone into giving you a BJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I can't think of anything more fun than that. I'd love to. Remember, you promised. It's time. It's been 35 days. In fact, you're late. Now I'm gonna sit here. Give me a boner and then finish me off. <laughs> it's hotter when they hate it. <laughs> Hilarious. Maybe. Not funny. Right. Uh, anyway, there's uh, the Scott Pro thing. Listen, we're always open to your secret show, bad advice, uh, problems, and situations, mm-hmm. and also responses to other ones. I think actually that lady, V, responding to the other one, I think that's, you know, we all, we're a little community of people who care. Right. Uh, so send those along to Bryn at RadioAlice.com. And that's going to do it for today's secret show. Magic words, Vincent? The end. <laughs>